You need to listen to this podcast on how to make America mediocre for once. And the only person that could pull this off is the most mediocre person I've ever met, John Hicks. What do you call this thing? The retirement solution with you? That's very mediocre. I approve. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. We'd love to hear from you here on The Retirement Solution Podcast. You can always drop us an email with any questions for John at retirementsolutionradio.com. And if you've ever watched uh, Fox and Friends in the morning, you're probably familiar with Brian Kilmeade and the fact that he's really an American history buff, as are you, John. You've really studied the history of politics, how some of these policies have changed how we plan for retirement. But uh, Brian has a new book out. It's called Sam Houston and the Alamo Avengers, the Texas Victory that changed American history. I wouldn't mind reading this one. It's available now in bookstores, but uh, our country's so divided now, right now politically, and we caught up with Mm. Kilmeade recently and asked if we should ever allow politics to affect how we invest. And here's what he told us. I am over the whole boycott, ban thing, enough of that. And I would love for people to show some courage on that, but money really reflects on that. I could never tell anybody where to invest, but I could just say, that it's pretty clear that there's certain candidates out there that have every interest in destroying Wall Street. It just doesn't work. You can't vilify rich people and expect to push yourself up. It doesn't work. Even though there are less rich people to fight back, I think you find that 95% have earned every dollar. Huh. Sounds like he's on uh, your team yeah. on this one, John. Yeah. You know, when you think about what what created the fabric of America, number one was freedom and opportunity. Those are the first two things that really got our country on good footing. Okay, we believe in God and we believe in what we do. We can earn and we can all change our 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 way of thinking. As a matter of fact, so Reagan, his whole point was, you know, we don't need more government. Mm -hmm. We don't need big government. As a matter of fact, government doesn't solve any problems. The problem is the government having too much of it, having it do all these things and not giving us choices. But amazingly, I think that Kilmeade is exactly correct on this one. There are some folks out there that think that socialism is better. And we know who they are. I don't even have to say their names. Elizabeth Warren, (laughs) Bernie Sanders, (laughs) yes, Yang or Wang or whatever that guy's (laughs) name is. All of these people think socialism is great. They want to use everyone else's money. And you know what, Jennifer? What? They're right. <laughs> Socialism is great until you run out of other people's money. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> then there ain't none left, guys. And that's the whole thing from Wang or Yang or whatever his guy's name is, giving away a thousand bucks to every human being alive for a living wage. Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders coming with a 42% tax. Come on. Can you imagine? To pay, to pay for health care for everyone or whatever this is. And hey, do I want us to not have health care? Of course not. But do I want them bankrupting the country? to vilify those of us that have done well simply to win and pander for votes, that's absolutely absurd. But when you think about what Kilmeade said, I think he's exactly right. Because when you look at it today, 
It will not work to break down Wall Street. It will not work to break down the thought of capitalism for the American dream. I mean, I'm a small business owner. You know, I have lots of employees that I have to pay. And I think it's great because they have jobs and I'm grateful for what they do for my company and every other small business out there. And by the way, there are a lot more employers that are small businesses than there are mega corporations. And every one of those folks out there, they're really just trying to make what they can correctly and help keep those people employed. That is America. That is the dream. Capitalism is great as long as there's not a disincentive to work. And what a lot of these politicians are doing, they're creating an incentive to do nothing, to just lay around. And that is not how we were founded this country. It's not what we want it to become. That will truly crush the fabric of this country. And I think that would be really, uh, really terrible. And one of the things that that Brian also said is that you, you really do not need to mix. It's really not good to mix our emotions and our politics with our investing structure. Now, I agree with that. I agree with that. When you look at what a lot of the billionaires out there are saying today, Leo Cooperman being one of them, Ray Dalio being another one, Warren Buffett has a different opinion, but he said something very interesting recently. What these guys are looking for is if an Elizabeth Warren style person wins and all of a sudden they increase tax rate and become more socialistic, they're looking to see the government potentially fall anywhere between 25 and 70 percent, depending on which ones you're listening to. And I have have no idea what's going to happen. And I'm not saying that that's going to happen. Because a few years ago, I remember them saying that, you know, if Trump was elected, at least Mark Cuban said this, if Trump was elected, the market was going to free fall. Well, in the very beginning, when, it first, when, the, when the numbers first came out, it did kind of free fall for a yeah. minute. But then from that point in time, it's up around 50% nearly. Yes. But the point is, is that Trump did not try to dismantle the fabric of capitalism. As a matter of fact, guys, if you think about it, what he did, he deregulated. He tried to get rid of some of these interventions for people making money. He tried to stimulate the economy. Did he not? He did. He tried to encourage small businesses to hire more people to invest more in the United States. Do we forget he repatriated billions and billions and billions of dollars that have been overseas by basically telling corporations, hey, you're not going to get away with this anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll give you a little bit of some leniency if you bring that money back over here. And guess what, guys? It worked. It worked. See, instead of destroying the fabric of capitalism, Donald Trump, believe it or not, this guy actually helped capitalism actually flourish even more in this period of time. He's beaten up on the Fed to keep interest rates low. Why? Because frankly, I think they did get it wrong when they tightened a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. It's probably a a very bad idea. And and they got caught for that. And the president called him out. Right. Probably for good reason. Yeah. Numerous times on Twitter. (laughs) Right, right, right. Do I love the way he does it? No, I don't. To be honest with you. I don't. It makes me uncomfortable, makes me, you know, wonder. But at the same time, uh, when you look at the end result, the end results have been pretty good. So this is a different situation. I think that uh, I don't know if I I think the market is going to free fall, but I do think that we need to keep our emotions of our politics out of our investments. Now, how can we do that? Now, this part's a little bit easier. And this is what one of the things we've ascribed to in our office for years now. We believe in having a mathematical based way to manage our retirement savings. It's very simple. We want to be like, if you remember Star Trek, Jennifer, do you remember Star Trek? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there was the, there was the Captain Kirk character. He was very emotional about everything. And he wanted just to be certain that everyone in the ship was going to make it through the situation. Right. Right. Highly emotional. 
On the other side of that, you had Mr. Spock. Uh, Mr. Spock was very logical. He didn't care anything about humans. Realistically, it didn't seem like he did. He just looked at the data, and the data was what proved usually correct in those uh, tough situations when they were worrying about things. What we understand is that you need a little bit of both of that, right? You need a little bit of emotion, but you need a whole lot of logic. So when it comes down to building a proper plan that keeps politics and keeps all this nonsense out of it, you want to have emotion when you're forming that plan. What do you want your money to do for you in retirement? You know, do you want to be able to take cruises? Do you want to be able to uh, to fly the kids around for holidays to see you guys? Do you want to go travel to them? Or do you want to just sit in the, the house and watch Archie Bunker reruns and uh, and eat stovetop stuffing uh, daily? You can choose to do either one. There's really nothing wrong with either of those dreams, but that's the emotional part. But what we want to do is we want to actually establish a system that regardless of what's going on out there, regardless of the tweets, we still want to be able to sleep at night. That's the whole point, to sleep at night in retirement and know that each and every month we can pull money from our investments and feel confident, knowing that every month for the rest of our days, we're still going to get that paycheck coming from our investments. That's what we're really talking about. And that is typically very logical, completely void of emotion in any way. You need them both. But what I think that Brian was talking about here is you just want to keep your emotions out of investing, period. Because I think that's correct. A math-based approach ensures that at any point in time, even if the market goes way up or way down, you know that you're going to be able to make it all work throughout the course of retirement, whether it be 15 years, 20 years, or even 40 years in retirement. That's why we think that's the best way to manage money long term. But uh, one of the things that Brian said there that kind of caught my attention reminds me of another TV show. This one from the 90s. See if you remember this Oprah Winfrey episode here, John. I know you watched a lot of daytime TV back in the day, but uh, <laughs> this is kind of what the Democrats sound like right now. Oh, it is. It is. This is that Oprah episode when she gave everyone a car that was in the uh, the, the in the uh, the crowd that day, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember this has been played like on highlight reels forever and ever. And I think in the very beginning when Oprah Winfrey launched her own television network or whatever, uh-huh. I think they played this as one of those um, those those trailers pretty much every single day for the first six months. Yes, that the, that the network was on. And this sounds exactly like this sounds exactly like what all of the Democrats are doing right now. And you'll get free health care. And you'll get free health care. And you don't get student loans anymore. And we're going to take care of your student loans. How are we going to pay for all this with all those other people's money? (laughs) Those other people. (laughs) Yeah. Between Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and Yang, these guys are all promising money to everyone. How is that not buying a vote? That sounds exactly to me like buying a vote. And if you think about it, everyone's been all up in arms when Trump got elected. Those never Trumpers have been out there saying never, never, never. It should have never happened. They want to negate the votes of those that got the guy in. They want to take away our own democratic freedom of voting. They want to take it away by trying to get the guy in. Except these people, these people, it's like the old school Tammany Hall. If you remember, uh, Jennifer, the reason you cannot drink alcohol on an election day while the polls are open is because up in Boston, they would actually get everyone, load them up on the old paddy wagon, get them on the back, get them all liquored up and take them there to go vote for all the, the good Irishmen that were up there at the time. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they did. And this is exactly what it sounds like to me today. They're just trying to pander and give away all these votes. I think that's absurd. I think it's absurd. But do people love them for that right now? 
just like they loved Oprah, everyone in that listening audience, they were ecstatic. So keep, John, keep your morals to yourselves. I'm going to drive out here in my new Hyundai. So you can just keep that off yourself. Me, toot, toot. That's my horn, buddy. See ya. (laughs) And that's what makes me nervous because that is not what founded this country this way. When you look at these plans and actually, especially Elizabeth Warren's, when you look at actually what the Chamber of Commerce stats, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, they produce these stats that actually when you look at the impact of the things that she's proposing, they're disastrous. Yeah. They're frankly disastrous to the American economy. They're frankly disastrous to us if we've saved any money whatsoever. When you look at the tax rates or the tax, huge tax deficit we're going to have to pay for these things, it's mind numbing. There's no way we would recover from if we actually instituted any of those plans. So because of that, that makes me just really, really nervous about the direction things are going. It also lets me know if we really want America to thrive, government and bigger government is not the answer. Just like Ronald Reagan said, government is not the answer. Government is the problem. Have questions for John? Drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, Kentucky Insurance License Number 998827.